Welcome to the Grow Equation Podcast, a training podcast for service-based business owners who want to hashtag work less, earn more. Your host, Diana Lidstone, has been working with businesses for more than three decades to help them get known as the undeniable authority in their industry, ramp up their profits, and optimize their resources with the end goal that they work less and earn more. So if you're ready to implement simple steps to banish the hustle and to do business differently, then stop. Stop folding laundry or running on your treadmill, grab a pen and paper, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast. Now, today I'm going to do something a little different. Today I'm going to pull back the curtain on what's going on behind the scenes about my recent podcast launch. And I'm doing this because I want you to know that whether you're thinking of launching, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's something just new in your business, or maybe you're just curious, I thought I would share these things with you because guess what? Every time you start something new, it's always difficult because we're in learning mode. It's just like, I don't know, when if you remember when the children are young and a baby starts learning to walk, they fall down multiple times before they learn to walk properly. It's kind of the same in our business, right? The first time we do something new, we've got a lot of challenges. But it's those challenges that create those how and wins. We discover the solutions that will actually determine our success. You see, for the last couple of months, I've known that my podcast, the Grow Equation podcast, would be launched sometime during the first week of February. What I didn't know was the challenges that I would face. And I made a list of those and the solutions for you here today. And that's what we're going to talk about. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, not everything I'm going to talk about here is new to me. And so it's not new to me, but certainly launching the podcast reminded me about these things, okay? So by the way, I know you're probably, you know, multitasking as you're listening to this and you don't have a pen and paper. So I've asked my VA to create a quick checklist, which you can download in the show notes. Okay, what was the first big challenge? Overwhelm. Yeah, overwhelm. About a month after I made the announcement that I would start a podcast, I regretted it. My itty-bitty shitty committee was screaming at me, Diana, you don't need to add another thing to your list of activities. It's way too much. I was in complete overwhelm. Now, while it's true, I knew that the production of the podcast, you know, the editing and that, was taken care of thanks to my good friend, Carl Richards in his podcast production services, I just couldn't see how the pieces would all fit together without adding more work for me. And since I'm all about working less and earning more, that didn't feel in alignment. Amazing how coincidence happened, right? One day after speaking with Carl, I had another call with my VA. And what did I find out? Stephanie tells me, I'm sort of up-leveling my game and I've been helping people with their podcasts and show notes, et cetera, et cetera. And I went, really? (laughs) The overwhelm disappeared. Why? And here's the aha. 
Because the question I really needed to be asking myself was who could do this work, not how could the work get done. It's a question that CEOs need to be asking ourselves on a regular basis. It is the question that gets us out of overwhelm. Again, the question is not how is the work going to get done, but who is going to do the work. Too often we get caught up in that whole circle of things. Oh, and by the way, I want to give a shout out. Did you know that there is a book by that same title, Who Not How? I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can find it easily. Okay, so I get over my overwhelm. And then the second one pops up, right? The second challenge was all about shamelessly promoting myself. How many of you have trouble going, woohoo, I'm the best, woohoo, I'm doing this new thing, listen to me, watch me, right? Yeah, I get it. You see, marketing can be tricky. No matter what platform we're using for our marketing, it's all about drawing the right people towards us. And that, my friends, means that we kind of have to toot our own horn. How often do we shrink from it, right? Again, my little itty-bitty shitty committee was screaming, Diana, who do you think you are to start a podcast? And who do you think you are to call it the Grow Equation podcast? And, you know, the list goes on. I had to tell that committee in my head, okay, yes, I'm worthy of doing this. Yes, I have lots to contribute. And yes, people would listen, even though the title sounded like a math equation. And... If you haven't listened, episode two explains the whole equation. As business owners, we need to be so friggin' committed to our projects that we're willing to stand on the hill or the top of the mountain and shout it out loud. We need to commit to shameless promotion. And so many times, entrepreneurs are not willing to do it. In fact, I was just talking the other day to a mortgage broker. She wins an award, a freaking amazing award every single year. But did she call herself an award-winning mortgage broker? No. You see, and my podcast was no different. Not only did I have to set up the marketing campaign for the podcast, I had to include a strategy for each podcast. And that would include inviting people to work with me. Okay. Overwhelm, shameless promotion, done. Gotcha. Number three. The thing that I learned the most is what you put out there comes back. So what do I mean by that? The work that you do, the work that you put in maybe two years, maybe three years ago, comes back to you. Over the last month or so, I've been elated. I mean, thrilled to bits to receive inquiries and close several new clients. Now, these were business owners who had met me three four years ago at various speaking events. Now, although some of them had been on my email list for quite some time, it became obvious that some of them had just been secretly following me. The epiphany I had was that the work I did years ago is now bearing fruit. Hmm. And when I had a mindset shift and said, my podcast could do exactly that same function or serve that same function, 
Instead of traveling around the country, speaking at other people's events, or God forbid, hosting my own events again, my podcast would be how I was training, connecting, and communicating in the future. The work I'm doing now will come back to me. So my question for you, listener, is what work have you done in the past that you will maybe only see the fruit of several months in the future? Maybe it'll even be years in the future, but it's okay, right? All right, number four. Here we go about overwhelm again, but this time it was a different topic. This time it was about creating content. You see, a podcast has content and it's a weekly podcast. And I also do a weekly email newsletter. It requires consistency. And at first, my first reaction was, oh my God. But then I went, no, I don't need to create more content or new content. My podcast is just a different platform for my content. The podcast episodes have the ability to be their audio format of content, perhaps already written, and I can just dive a little deeper into it. The ability to go deeper than the written content, the ability to perhaps add a case study interview with the written content, a success story, or another content. It has the ability to do so many things. But the key is repurposing. One good piece of content, one good piece of long-form content should be able to give me and you at least seven to 10 other pieces of content. You got that? I've even heard some people say up to 18. I won't go that far. But I will share with you how I do it. Now, you might have another method depending on your preferred content style, but this is how I do it. Number one, I write one good piece of content. That is my blog. My blog gets published Tuesday morning, eight o'clock. Now, from this blog, I can probably pull out seven different social media posts. If I take this podcast, and it was originally a blog, and I've just made it longer by adding stories to it, there were nine things that I'm sharing, which means there's nine different social media posts, right? So I write a blog, seven different social media posts. I could turn one podcast episode and make it longer with more stories. I could interview another business owner who started a podcast, for instance, and we could discuss our lessons learned. I could create a checklist for a download. And I'm going, you're going to have that in the show notes. And okay, we're up to 12 pieces of content. What else could I create from this one piece of content? Now, I'm not talking about what platforms I'm sharing it on or anything, but repurposing content is the key to content consistency. Creating valuable content should never be overwhelming, but rather strategic. Remember, you're the expert. You've got all that wisdom in your head. You just need to share it. Okay, the fifth challenge that I was reminded of is what I call make a decision and then commit. Sometimes it's really difficult to make decisions. Now, 
I think back to several years ago when I was working with my first coach. Back then, we did our coaching calls on the telephone, right? And my coach said to me, you know, Diana, there's lots of other business coaches out there. How are we going to make you stand out? And she says, I think you should host your own live events. Like the good student, I went, okay, that sounds okay. God only knows, did I? Didn't have any idea what that would entail. But then the coach said, get out your calendar. Let's pick a date that you can host it. I went, oh my God, I was so scared to pick that date. I had no idea what I needed to do to make that event happen. But I picked the date, and by committing and picking that date, I was able to reverse engineer from that date what needed to be done, so what needed to be done, and by whom to make that event successful. It was the same thing with picking a date for the launch of my podcast. I was freaking scared. I didn't know how I was going to make it happen until I figured out who would make it happen. Well, that kind of goes back to number one, right? You see, too often in business, we dance around making decisions and we never commit. If I'd never made the decision to host my first event, I wouldn't have held 14 others. I wouldn't have impacted hundreds and hundreds of other business owners. I wouldn't have the clients that I actually have today. So is there something you've been putting off making a decision about? Here's the key. It doesn't have to be perfect. Done is always better than none. Okay, we're up to number six. And number six is it all starts with strategy. Now, although you might be thinking that hosting a podcast is a marketing tactic, it is actually a strategy. It is my strategy to gain visibility, gain trust, give value, train, and become the undeniable authority in my field. My podcast is part of my overall marketing strategy, but it's also a strategy within itself. It's part of my plan. It's part of my lead generation plan. It's part of my content nurturing plan. It's part of my plan to stay connected and offer value to current and past clients. So what is your strategy for lead generation? What is your strategy for nurturing those leads? What is your strategy to stay connected with past and current clients? Now, I'm not saying it has to be a podcast, but think about it. Okay, if it all starts with strategy, number seven is it all ends in systems. That's right. Systems are what help you get more work done with less effort or work less, earn more. I knew that once I had the who to help me with my podcast, there would have to be some sort of system to get work done by those individuals. Thank goodness for things like Dropbox. Thank goodness for conversations about expectations, the when and the why. Thank goodness. So yes, I've created a system. Some of you might think that this isn't really a system. It is. Anything that you can stop reinventing the wheel every time you do it, it's a system. It doesn't have to be complicated. So for me, I created a template in Word for each episode. Now, while this template might change over time, it was good enough to get me started. 
right? And it's a great starting point. So what does this Word document look like? It includes things like a title so that I can create SEO-based titles. It includes a summary because Buzzsprout, my podcast host, needs a one-line summary. It includes guest information, bios, etc., to be uploaded. It includes what are related blogs or links, notes about upcoming promotion. Yes, shameless promotion. Talks about my podcast intro, talks about my podcast out. What am I saying? It's not a fancy system, but friends, it is still a system. And once that Word doc is finished, I record my episode, just like I'm doing now. I upload both the document and the audio to Dropbox, where both my VA and the production team have access. Now, I'm not saying this is going to continue, but it's the best system I have so far. So what systems does your business need to create and save you time, energy, (laughs) and give you peace of mind, right? All right. Number eight is truly a mistake that I made. Number eight is all about research. And what I mean by research is to listen to other podcasts and be a guest. Now, I know that probably seems obvious, but here's the thing. A confession. Although I wasn't a podcast listener, I was a guest on podcasts. And I made a mistake that... I thought other people's podcasts were a place for me to teach and speak. Uh, Not so much. It is what I wanted for my own podcast, however. And I'll confess, listening to podcasts like Amy Porterfield's, etc., showed me that I could be fun and entertaining while still teaching. Not every podcast has listeners who want to learn from you. So just try to remember who your dream listener is. My suggestion is if you want to start your own podcast or even be a guest on other people's podcasts, learn how to be a great guest. When you start your own podcast, then you'll know how to invite the right guests and create systems that they have in place and that work well or don't work well. For instance, I learned all about something called a podcast one sheet, similar to a speaker one sheet. I learned how to have an application button on my podcast page so people could apply to be a guest. Both of these things I learned from listening to other people's podcasts, and it has helped me systemize my podcast and save me time. As I said, you also learn what not to do while listening to other people's podcasts. (laughs) I learned a couple of common mistakes that I vowed I would not make. One, Often podcasters aren't setting themselves up as the expert or the authority. They're simply using their podcast to interview fun, entertaining guests. Now, if that positions you as a good interviewer, if that positions you as the go-to expert, then that's okay. But your podcast content should be part of your overall brand positioning and marketing. It needs to help you leverage your brand. Okay, number two, common mistake I see. Very often podcast hosts don't have a call to action and many of them do not mention their own services. Again, they're not leveraging their brand. Your podcast needs to be part of your overall marketing funnel and you should be clear on what you want your listeners to do next. I learned by listening to Mark McWinney's podcast 
he has little commercials in his podcast. I thought, how cool is that? And you'll hear from Mark in an earlier podcast. It's in the Simplify series. Okay, the last thing I learned from launching my podcast, and you've probably learned this from launching new things, it takes more work and more time than you think it will. Business is just like that. It takes longer than you think to get the work done. And launching my podcast was exactly the same. Now, although there were many hands, right? There was a web designer, a VA, podcast production crew. They all had to do their part, but they all had to get my feedback. When I launched the Grow Equation Business Podcast, I was mindful of, and I've said this before, done is better than none. I knew everything wasn't going to be perfect, and it still isn't, but it serves the function that I intended it for. It serves the function to share my wisdom with you to help you work less and earn more. So what do I mean mine wasn't perfect? Well, my website, the podcast page, uh, the graphics didn't line up perfectly, Then there were some other things that we knew we could change at a later date. We could make it better, no doubt. So those are the nine things that I either learned from my podcast, launching my podcast, or that I was reminded of. But I want to share with you, and this is number 10, it's kind of a bonus thing, the things that I love about my podcast, okay? The things that I love start with, guess what? Ladies, we don't have to do our hair and makeup like we would in video. A part of that I don't like, actually I hate, because I can't draw on my flip chart like I love doing. And I have to keep reminding myself that this is audio only. But I don't have to do my hair and makeup. Okay, another thing I love, podcast reaches people who never would have seen me on social media or in my email list right? I love that ripple effect. Another thing I love is that podcast episodes stay around pretty much forever. The content is out there forever. And listeners will eventually be able to scroll through multiple episodes and pick and choose whatever they want to. I also like that free content is there to help other entrepreneurs, even though they never buy from me. Because I'm here to be of service. I'm here to help you. I'm here to make a difference in the world. And the podcast can help me do that, right? There's free content and it can help you grow your business. I also love growing my email list. And I can't tell you that by having calls to action, And you'll see in upcoming episodes, I'll be offering free checklists and templates. The purpose of that is to have everybody go back to my website, right? It's a great place to share what I actually know actually works, right? There's tips and strategies and insights and methods and, you know, behind the scenes. And if I've talked about it here, that's because I've done it. Now, I also like that by measuring my podcast analytics, and this will come as the podcast gets a little older, but I'll be able to measure these analytics and learn what my audience truly wants or doesn't want. 
And this is going to be critical as I move forward into different seasons of my podcast episodes, right? I'll be able to look and go, oh, there are a lot of downloads on this. That means that the listeners found this to be interesting. They want more of this. And last but not least, I just want to share with you, podcasting doesn't require a lot of expensive equipment and probably even less equipment than video. All you need is a half-decent microphone and a room where, you know, the dog's not barking or the kids aren't screaming or whatever it happens to be. So those are the things that I love about my podcasts, and those are what I've learned from my podcast launch. So I'm hoping that for each one of you, if you're going to launch your own podcast or launch something else, whether it's a new lead magnet, a new program, or a new service, keep your heart open to learning in the process. If you've loved this podcast, if you like it at all, I'd love for you to, you've already listened. So it's part of the trilogy, if you might say, it's listen, share, and subscribe. Till next week, remember, I know you can do this. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Grow Equation Business Training Podcast, where it's all about hashtag work less, earn more. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review. If you enjoyed this and want more of Diana, you're invited to join her private Facebook community for live trainings, articles, and Q&A. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash think like a CEO with Diana. Until next time, thanks for listening.